Coming up on today's episode of Sports Talk from the Crib, can anybody in the NFL play some defense, especially in the fourth quarter? We have some crazy finishes, some offensive stat lines are over through the roof. We get into that. We'll get into some of the disappointments so far, two weeks through the season. And Jimmy G, can he lead the Niners to victory? as Trey Lance went down for the year with a broken ankle. All that and more coming up. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Sports Talk from the Crib. I'm your host, Tanner Christian. Boy, do we have some wild finishes some miracles happen and just the NFL defenses are looking a lot like, you know, college football at the moment. So it's kind of embarrassing, but some exciting football. I just don't understand how the majority of these teams in the fourth quarter are just getting blown out or making a crazy, crazy comeback. And that's what happened in Baltimore. But before we get into that, I want to remind everybody to check out the website at feeltheheatentertainment.com. That's feeltheheatent.com. And be sure to follow us on social media, on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, at feeltheheatentertainment. That's feeltheheatent. And this podcast is available on all streaming platforms. So be sure, be sure to check that out on whatever you please. And it streams right on the website, too. So let's get into some NFL and what happened in Baltimore. Two attack of Aloha versus Lamar Jackson. Who would have thought we said that? Now, I've been one of the two guys. I want to say I'm a complete hater on the guy, but I've had my doubts. Well, those doubts became a little bit answered on Sunday because he threw for six touchdowns, was 36 of 50 for 469 yards, two interceptions. Miami was down by 21 points in the fourth quarter. They're down 35 to 14 and come back and win 42 to 38. This is not something you really see out of a Baltimore defense. Miami looked dead. It looked like the Ravens got their revenge on them because last year in Miami, Miami was sacking Lamar Jackson left and right. They shut him down on primetime Thursday night football. So it looked like the Ravens were getting their revenge from last year. And then the miracle happened. Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, looking like the Mark brothers from the 80s. Tyreek Hill, 11 catches, so 190 yards, two touchdowns. Jalen Waddle, 11 catches, 171 yards, two touchdowns. It's crazy. These guys almost had... 350, over 350 yards receiving between the two. Are you kidding me? That's unheard of. 
ungodly like numbers. Lamar Jackson was putting up some godly like numbers in the first three quarters. He was 21 of 29, 318 yards, three TDs, no interceptions. He had nine rushes, nine rushes for 119 yards and a touchdown, including that big time 79 yarder. I put him up by 21. Then they fell apart. They didn't guard Tyreek Hill on two big time bombs. <laughs> Easy touchdowns. First one was underthrown. He still got it. Fastest guy on the field. They just watched him. John Harbaugh better get Baltimore in check. Like I said, that's not what the Ravens are pride about. Their pride is their defense. Maybe it was Ray Lewis, Ed Reed days. Those are long gone. It looks like you got some corners. What happened? What happened to Marcus Peters on that play? What was he doing? Getting beat. But um, is this a sign for Tua to finally be that guy? Is it a sign that he is an answer? He doesn't have any more question marks. Can't throw the deep ball. Well, he got a couple of them the Tyreek Hill for touchdowns. Him and Jalen Waddle have always had a great connection. Jalen Waddle is going to break the first, the most catches in the first two years of his career. He's going to get that record. He's not that far off already. So they have a great connection. This Miami team has so much speed everywhere. Raheem Moe started the running back. Chase Edmonds running back. He added Tyree to go with Jalen Waddle. Then he had Cedric Wilson come out of the slot. Mike Kosicki being like Eric Kosicki out there with that one touchdown grab he had. What a comeback. What a play. I have to give my credit where credit is due. And Tua played a hell of a game. Despite making a couple mistakes. He seemed to finally get in the rhythm and not be scared to try and push the ball in between the coverages. Not afraid to take the shot deep. Seems like he was always hesitant on that. And the Miami offensive line, we ridicule them a lot. They've been bad for years. They had a couple of injuries. Austin Jackson got out, but then Greg Little filled his spot at right tackle. Hell of a job. What a job by this Miami Dolphins offensive line, finally. So, is it more about Tua's play of that Baltimore defense? I think it's a little bit of both. Because that Baltimore defense was atrocious. Especially in that fourth quarter. But this could be a really big turning point for the Miami Dolphins now. They have a huge, huge game next week. This upcoming Sunday against the Buffalo Bills, who look dynamite. Dynamite. It's going to be a hell of a game. That would really tell where this Miami team is at or like how bad Baltimore's defense really is. Because Josh Allen, MVP candidate, they're on fire. Stephon Diggs connection, crazy. Miami can't let up those big plays with those two, they're going to lose. Got him at home. That's the marquee matchup this upcoming Sunday. Everybody's been glued to the seat upon. 
Can Tua do it versus elite competition in the Buffalo Bills and an MVP candidate in Josh Allen? This would be a total test. If Mike McDaniel has been, he, he was a master on the sideline of the play calling on Sunday as well. You tell he was masterminding to the other side, like, hey, we're going to get him back. And it worked. But big time game, can Tua do it? We're going to find out. We're going to really find out in week three. Tua can put together consistent games in back-to-back weeks like this. Because, man, I <laughs> I really hope so, being a Miami Dolphin fan, that he really does turn the corner and be that elite-type quarterback. But we got to see it again. But I will praise him for actually believing in himself and pushing the ball down the field, giving it shots, not being scared of the pass rush, and delivering. Did a hell of a job. All right, let's stay in the AFC East. Let's talk about another rival there, the New York Jets. Yes, we're going to talk about the J-E-T-S, Jets, and the Joe Flacco-led Jets. They came back in the fourth quarter, less than a minute and a half, scored two straight touchdowns. They win 31-30, shocking Cleveland. Joe Flacco out here is balling. Yes, he's still in the league. He's still playing football. The guy who's all washed up, we don't believe in. Really only had one good year in his career with the Ravens. Got lucky, had a great playoff run where they won the Super Bowl. That's basically his only good year in the NFL to me. But the guy is balling. What can you say? He had another four touchdowns. 307 yards. The rookie, Garrett Wilson, has been a little promising there at right receiver. He had eight catches, 102 yards, and two of those TDs. Joe Flacco, big-time comeback. Cleveland, be embarrassed. Be very embarrassed. Like, you are a laughing stock in this league once again. Not like you already were because, you know, $230 million to a certain quarterback that doesn't deserve it, didn't deserve it, and you making him the face of your franchise is embarrassing in itself. But to let it up to the Jets, who's not very good, that's just embarrassing. How does it feel, Cleveland? You guys got the elf now at midfield. And you believe that elf just cursed you for many more years. The dog pound is going to be no more. You guys have an elf back on midfield there in Cleveland. I think that is hilarious. We'll be back in the 40s and 50s when that got introduced, I think. That's the last time you saw it, but they say, hey, why not just put it back on? Play some fun and games. Lose to the Jets. The J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. The Joe Flacco Red Jets. We can't get to a Miles Garrett. Can't get to Joe Flacco. They're on like their third left tackle um of the year. Well, we can't we can't get there. We can't sack. What an embarrassment. How embarrassing. Cleveland, embarrassment. 
embarrassment of a franchise, embarrassment of their play. I mean, we got Jacoby Brissett as your starting quarterback. Says it in itself. Nick Chubb, heck of a player. Cream Hunt's been playing well this year. But, man, Nick Chubb, I feel bad for that guy because he is a hell of a player. He needs to get the hell out of there before his career dies. But, um, wow. 31-30, New York Jets over the Browns. They even allowed them to get the onside kickoff. And let them win. Crazy. Okay, let's hop into this next topic because we're talking about bad defense, some stellar quarterback play, but not who you think should be. We're talking about, like, where's Pat Mahomes? Where's Justin Herbert? Where's Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady? You know, some of these great quarterbacks in the league. Well, I'm going to throw some stats out at you that are your NFL leaders right now after week two because it's so surprising. Who's leading the league in passing yards at number one? It's Tua Tagovailoa for Miami Dolphins. 739 yards. Guess who's number two? It's Carson Wentz. 650 yards. Guess who's number three? It's Joe Flacco at 616 yards. Oh, Dolphins are 2-0. and Carson Wentz and the Commanders? Well, they've been playing behind a little bit. So that's why Carson Wentz has a lot of his yards. He's 0-2. Joe Flacco is now 1-1 with that crazy win. So you see why their passing yards may be a little bit up there. But Tua, like I said, had 469 yards this last week. You know, almost had 300 yards in the previous game, but he's been balling. Uh, The completion percentage, (laughs) number one is Geno Smith for Seattle at 81%. He hasn't played too bad. It's uh, Dink and Dunks. They're 0-2. They don't look very good, especially on defense. Struggling a little bit. Offensive Lions has some problems. The run game isn't really working out, but a short game passing. Pete Carroll wants to unleash him a little bit more because they've done a lot of short game passing, but he has had quite a bit of completions you know, for that 81%. I mean, he was lights out. I'm sorry. They, they were. I'll tell you about They were 1-1 because they beat. I forgot. They beat Russell Wilson. They are in prime time. So Seattle's actually one on one. My bad. But um, I forgot. Geno Smith out dueled former Seattle Seahawks Russell Wilson. Now let's go to QBR. At number two, it's Tua at 85.7. Trevor Lawrence is at number five, 73.2. And guess who's all the way down the list? Just had to put these in here. At number 22, or 23, is Tom Brady. 38.6, that's it. Aaron Rodgers is number 25 in the league at 34.9. We only have 32 teams. Trevor Lawrence is there at number 5. Tua is number 2. You got Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers at the bottom of the league in QBR. Those are some of your wild quarterback stats that you've seen so far to sum up the first couple weeks of the season.
News out of San Francisco. Quarterback Trey Lance is out for the season after undergoing surgery on his ankle. So Trey Lance, promising young talent, is out for the year. Jimmy G gets the call. Good thing the Niners held on to him, huh? Restructure his contract. You know, to stay with San Francisco, less of a cap hit. And now he's back in the starting role already heading into week three. Now, I wish Trey Lance all the wellness and, you know, recovers fast and, you know, can be hopefully he can be successful in this league. But there's another unknown when it comes to him. The Niners spent three first-round picks on him. You know, unfortunately, he suffered this injury. But, um, you know, obviously he wasn't well. You know, he looked like he was going to have some growing pains. We Now we're going into year three for him next year. It's like you still do not know what he had. And, he, you know, he only played that one year at North Dakota State in college. So now he's going on these years with this no experience at the quarterback position. And the Niners are not going to be able to find out what they have in him and what their future holds until next year. But this Niners team is very good. Their defense is pretty damn good. Jimmy G's led them to the NFC Championship game. He's led them to a Super Bowl. They've lost. Can they finally seal the deal again? Is this Jimmy G time to finally get San Francisco over the hump? And it very possibly can happen. Jimmy Garoppolo is the best quarterback for this team right now. He was the best quarterback going into the season. Even though they gave Trey Lance his shot. Kind of had to. Very athletic. Exceptional talent. Fortunately, we saw a lot of inaccuracy with the ball in the passing game. Now the passing game can get back going, I believe, with Jimmy G. Run game. Play action, Kyle Shanahan's offenses, that's what it's all about. They can get back to that and not really rely on Trey Lance's legs the majority of the time, and that is why he suffered this injury um, in the break of his ankle. So can Jimmy G do it? I believe he can. I believe San Francisco really is a Super Bowl threat in the NFC. Like I said, because their defense is solid, and now they can get back and they know they have in Jimmy G at quarterback in the passing game, specifically the play action game. So I really believe the Niners can do it. Jimmy G gets a lot of flack sometimes because, you know, he didn't deliver. I mean, he did miss that. If he connects down that throw in the Super Bowl, he was off by a little bit. If he connected on that throw, we would have a whole different discussion about him. But he has this year to prove it. Because more than likely next year, he will be gone from San Francisco. So, why not go out with a bang and lead the Niners to a Super Bowl? So we're going to hop into this final topic of the day. And it's going to be my list of disappointments so far this NFL year. And I want to start out in the West. The AFC West. I expect big things from the Broncos and Russell Wilson in the offense. Hasn't happened. I'm disappointed in the Raiders. A team we thought would go have a high-flying offense with the addition of Devontae Adams really hasn't been high-flying at all. They had an embarrassment last week against the Cardinals letting up that lead. 
Derek Carr has struggled a little bit. The passing game isn't, hasn't been what it was. Hunter Renfro fumbled, and now he's concussed during the last game, you know, and Arizona returned the fumble for recovery in, the, in uh, overtime to seal the deal. So the Las Vegas Raiders, to me, have been a big depo- disappointment. The Denver Broncos have been a big disappointment. They lost a home opener to Seattle. Come on. The passing game seems to not be there. They've had a lot of miscues. Nathaniel Hackett, first-year head coach, seems to be a little bit over his head. Why can't Russell Wilson call some of these plays? Why can't he be the Peyton Manning out there on the field for Denver? Because these are some really questionable play calling. And he's been kind of inaccurate. They ain't getting the ball down the field. They have weapons. Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy. You got Javante Williams, a great back in the backfield. You got talent at tight end. Why can't this offense be proficient? Efficient. They have all the talent. They've been struggling. One dead last in the red zone percentage. They can't score in the red zone. And in the opener, they fumbled twice on the one yard line. They decided to kick, they'd rather kick a 64 yard field goal, go for an NFL record, than go for it on fourth and five. Questionable play calling, questionable decision making across the board. What's going on in Denver? On the flip side, we thought Kansas City Chiefs, maybe Pat Mahomes and them will miss a step. With the, you know, Tyreek Hill being gone. Who's going to step out or wide receiver? Who cares? Pat Mahomes is the man. Seven TDs, zero picks, and the Chiefs are undefeated. 2-0 to start the year, and they've beaten the Chargers. So... Kansas City Chiefs seems to be the favorite still. And that was talking, even me, thinking, hey, they may finish third in the division. Denver ahead of them. Maybe the Raiders. You know? But it hasn't happened. Chargers was my pick to win. They beat the Chargers. Now, it's only two weeks into the season, so let's not get that carried away. But something to discuss. Pat Mahomes is on fire. Still has Travis Kelsey. Juju is out there. Uh, Miko Hardman stepped up a little bit, but he's spreading the ball around. Hasn't missed a beat. Scored five TDs against Arizona in the opener. Had another two last week. Pat Mahomes is still that guy. Kansas City Chiefs are still that team. So that's been a big disappointment. Let's see if this team can get start turned around. Maybe a little rusty, you know, because nobody really plays in the preseason anymore. So I think some of these teams just a little rusty. You have 17 games now. Another big disappointment. How about the Indianapolis Colts? This is a team that was just seems like they're right there. They could push far for a playoff run. They just come up short. They keep getting these veteran quarterbacks. Carson Wentz did not work. Phillip Rivers did not work. Now Matt Ryan, it's looking at looking like it's not going to work. You tied a 
against the Texans? Then you go get shut out by the Jacksonville Jaguars? You're the best back in the in the NFL and Jonathan Taylor. Can't win. Matt Ryan has not looked great at all. Receiver Michael Pittman already missed a game. Shaq Leonard already missing games. What's going on in Indy? The AFC South stinks. Who would have thought? The Jacksonville Jaguars would be leading the division. <laughs> We're only two games in, but that's the facts. I thought the addition of Matt Ryan would be a step ahead of Carson Wentz antics. So far, not so good. But I expect things to change. Those are my disappointments so far the first two weeks of the season. And that's going to wrap up today's show. I want to thank you all for joining me here on Sports Talk from the Crib with your favorite sports host, Tanner Christian. Remember to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Feel the Heat Entertainment. That is Feel the Heat ENT. And also check out the website at feeltheheatentertainment.com. Feel the Heat ENT. T.com. Thank you all for joining me again. Y'all have a blessed day. Catch y'all next time.